coming to you from the mountains and the plains. The only conservative voices brave enough to push back. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Altman. That's what the Second Amendment was designed to do. If you're going to do something to, to nullify or take away my rights under the Constitution, come get it. Max McGuire. When you look at politicians on the left, um, they need to convince people that they are victims. A resistance to the resistance. And now your hosts, Joe Altman and Max McGuire. Welcome back to another episode of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. Max has a headache, so he's going to be out for the first hour. He's going to take over on the second hour, and I got stuff I got to go do. Hold on. He gets a day off every once in a while, too, no, man. He no, gets he does not. He gets an hour off. No, he does not he, get the day off. He got the day off, and no. Max deserves it. So no. Yes, he does. No. Max de- yes, he does. Max deserves this one. How many times in seven years? <laughs> I mean, like, his kids are born and today, so we gave him a day off. No. He doesn't get a day off. He'll be back for the second hour, and uh, he will pick up for me. But today, we actually have um, a special guest, and um, we, we all of our guests are are actually uh, special. But Patrick Colbeck. Patrick is a former elected official. He was with the he was a Republican member of the Michigan Senate, um, representing the northwest portion of Wayne County from 2011 to 2019. He also ran for governor and has been involved in, the reason why we're not on YouTube right now, is has been involved in election integrity. So we're working on and working with other elected officials and doing some pretty great things up in Michigan and around the country. So, uh, what's that? All right, so let's bring, if we can bring Pat on. Patrick, you with us? I think I'm with you. All right. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the show. Sorry, Max isn't here. You, you don't get to be on YouTube today either, so which means we're going to have some great conversations. But if you, I, I gave everyone a little bit of an intro. If you could actually just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and uh, you know, even what you're doing today and what you uh, did in the 2020 election. Well, first, I want to thank you for your work, Joe. I mean, you know, we've been talking about what's going on with this election uh, off and on ever since uh, November 3rd happened, and you've been a great source of information, so I appreciate all your work and, and all the sacrifice that I know you've done for this. So, but my background is I'm one of those guys, those radical Tea Partiers that came out of the 2010 Tea Party movement, and back in 2009, I finally got engaged in politics for the first time in my life after 43 years of living the good life. I, I finally um, got called uh, to go off and run for the Michigan Senate, and I had zero political experience. My wife and I are not wealthy. We're even less wealthy now after eight years of public service and two more years of public service without the public salary, if you will. And uh, But I'll tell you, it was a, an amazing journey, and it gave us a lot of insights into how politics really works and, and why our system, frankly, is just broken right now. It's not the it's not the framework. It's not the Constitution. It's the people that are being put in place to run the Constitution. So. Um, since that point in time, um, you know, I've been very active on election matters, obviously not just running for office, but in my second term in office, I served as the vice chair for the Senate Elections and Government Reform Committee. And you may recall back in 2016 that Jill Stein actually called for a recount in Michigan. And I was very active in trying to make sure that we investigated what happened in that recount, because there's a whole bunch of funky business that happened in that election. This is back in 2016. And I'm one of those guys that even though our guy won at the top of the ticket here with President Trump, 
it was a case where uh, there was still a lot of shenanigans going on in Wayne County, which is my home county. So we asked for an investigation and that investigation um, was pursued by our secretary of state and they identified 31 counts of voter fraud. And our Republican attorney general had zero prosecutions against that. And there are 34 jurisdictions that refused to um, provide the information necessary to do an investigation. And there was no penalty for doing so. And which kind of teed it up for what's been happening in 2020. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying we need more election law, more election laws. Well, I'm telling you, we got a lot of laws on the book that are being broken and nobody's going off and enforcing them. So uh, while there are some, you know, holes to, to fill here, uh, that's, there's a lot more that we need to go off and do. Now, on election day this past uh, November, I actually had the opportunity, since I'm no longer an elected official, to serve as a poll challenger out in Detroit. So many of you may have seen all those cardboard boxes across the windows and pizza videos. boxes, pizza boxes. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and, and the bands coming in the middle of the night in the back there. I was there uh, during that whole time. I was on the uh, uh, marathon shift from five o'clock in on November 3rd to 5 p.m. the uh, the next night. And uh, I'll tell you all that craziness. I was an eyewitness to. So if you want to know why I'm still sticking around and passionate about pushing back against all this election fraud because I saw it. I saw it happen firsthand. And a lot of my friends that were out there, when I saw that band come out in the middle of 3.30 in the morning out at the TCS Center with all these ballots unsecured, dumped in mailbox bins and uh, without secrecy sleeves on, I'm going, they're trying to steal the election. And uh, sure enough, that's what they did. And I've been fighting tooth and nail to expose that ever since. And most recently, I just got a nice little love letter from the folks out at Dominion and their lawyers to um, go off and cease and desist talking about election fraud. Well, yes. guess what? I'm here to talk about election fraud. Yeah, and and and, uh, yeah. and you and you were there. So again, Dominion doubles down and wants to basically try to do everything they can to silence Americans. Right. Yeah. This is a company, by the way, that is heavily invested in by HSBC. It's a communist uh, bank. Right. That, that is owned by the communist country of China. Right. That is inside of our country that is actively right now. We'll just talk about Dominion is responsible yep. for nearly 60 percent of the voting counting in the United States. Sixty percent. Right. Yeah. And it's not just about Dominion. It's all these electronic voting systems. They all have a common pedigree. They all have a common code base associated with it. My background, uh, aerospace engineering, but I also have done a lot of work in the software area. I'm a certified Microsoft small business specialist. I'm a tech geek. So a lot of the stuff that's happening with these software apps, I, it's not just about software. It's also about hardware. There's so much that's vulnerable in this context. And why it's so dangerous is because if, if it's a paper ballot that's going through and you're actually doing a manual ballot process, I can see the funky business when it's happening. Right. But I can't fit through an Ethernet cable to follow all those bits and bytes to see all the games that they're playing on the motherboard inside these systems. That's much more difficult with these electronic voting systems. And frankly, most of our elected officials and election officials and clerks are clueless as to the vulnerabilities that we have. Well, and they want to believe, uh, you know, I believe that some are complicit. I'm both on the left and the right, by the way. I believe in left publicans yeah. just as much as I do. Amen. I'm with you. Um, and, and I think that they're complicit and or compromised in this entire process. But they say things like in Colorado that we're the gold standard and they use the RLA process. Are you familiar with that? 
ROA. That's no. the RLA, so risk limited audit. Oh, oh yeah, risk yeah. limited audit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's nothing but a glorified recount. It, and it, it's a glorified recount, but it also doesn't allow for transparency. So everyone says, oh, risk limited audit, it's absolutely the gold standard. If you actually pull a ballot before the tabulation system has the ability to do what it does, either ad- yeah. algorithmically or changing ballots or changing the actual, uh, the, the actual picture, the image cast uh, vote, you could change yeah. those as well, right? But mm-hmm. if, if you change it before all of that stuff gets fully tabulated and pushed into the black box, I like to call it the, the Dominion servers, and then through Seidel and Seidel to uh, Edison, Edison obviously up to uh, the New York Times, um, yep. uh, it's always going to match, right? And one of, the things that, one of the things that everyone's trying to do in Colorado and in Arizona is they're saying, hey, you can get access to the image cast, but you can't get access to the actual paper ballots. And the reason why they don't want us having access to the paper ballots is, you guessed it, drum roll, that they can, it's easy inside of the bits and bytes to hide those things, right? Very, very easy. But a lot of these elected officials are either foolish um, and unknowingly complicit, or they're complicit on purpose, and they just are that, you know, fake, false, pushing back, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Um, as they let this liberal agenda kind of flow through our country. I, I know, and, and it's uh, it's amazing the level of fear that's out there that's keeping people paralyzed from actually taking action. And it's, uh, well, you can kind of see it. I mean, Dominion, if you sneeze and, and it comes out so that somebody can interpret you saying election fraud, they're going to go off and throw legal action against you. So I get it why some of the folks are afraid. But, you know, when you got the truth on your side, I come from a, you know, we just came off the Easter weekend here, and I know a lot of apostles in, in the Easter story that were run around scared yeah. before Easter Sunday. And then after Easter Sunday, they were talking smack to the same guys that uh, sent Jesus up onto the cross for crucifixion. And the reason was because they knew the truth about what happened. And and we've got too many people running around scared. And and I'm telling you, uh, America is no longer the the uh, home of the brave. And we've got to go off and recalibrate and get back into do not be afraid mode. Yeah. So there's an interesting, some, I was just at um, having a coffee with a friend and um, it, he said something that actually I had to write down, but it's people care up to the point of personal sacrifice. Yes. Right? <laughs> Amen. And we just had a, a perfect example of that out in Michigan. We had a conservative um, uh, conference that we we're going to be putting on and I, uh, because I got my service from Dominion, uh, they were talking about canceling it because I was one of the featured speakers at this event. And uh, I got a lot of national media attention as a result from the usual rags, WAPO and Washington Examiner, all that kind of stuff, and um, and the Hill. And they were gonna go off and cancel it because they didn't want any bad press and didn't want the governor coming in and shutting down the uh, event or anything. And uh, I'm happy to say that didn't happen and we're still going through with it, but that's what's happening. And it's because it starts everything. These are the same people that will go off and say, yes, we need to stand up. We need to fight until all of a sudden it hits them. Right. And guys, it's going to hit all of us eventually. Time to stand up is now. And, and I talk about that. If I could just get one more breath, one more day, one more week, if I could just get one more opportunity, earn one more dollar. And, and these are real things. So these are real things that people actually feel on an ongoing basis in our society, not recognizing that that personal sacrifice today 
yeah. you know, it, it's kind of like when we play sports, right? You, 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 you know that you have to run around and you have to, you have to prepare to, to get out there in that match, whatever it is. But if you fail oh, so to prepare. That's what I did wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't run around the track enough times. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> But, but but we we have to be prepared for and and the yeah. sacrifice today will be a lot less than it will you know a year from now two years from now five years from now and and Amen. we talk we talk about people's inability to, to to understand the fundamentals of the constitution you know that I, I ask people i always start the conversation when we talk about the constitution like yeah we need to protect the constitution i go all right so what's the 19th amendment and they go yeah. uh you mean the one that comes after the 18th amendment that's the one that they had to wait till people got sober before they realized it was a good idea. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But and most people don't understand that it's the it's the it's the amendment that gave women the right to vote, yeah. right? But nobody reads no. the Constitution. They just said that's unconstitutional. Which one? They're like, well, freedom of speech is is the First Amendment, and I go, it's also the it's also the right to to assemble, right? And they go, yeah. no, it's not. I go, yeah, yeah, it is actually. So. We, we have got to do yeah. a better job of educating the people around us and have them hold themselves responsible for the power of the word no. Right? Amen. I used to, whenever I had students visiting me in the Senate or when I go out and visit them, I would put them through a quiz, a civics quiz. And I'd say, all right, first of all, what's our form of government? And they say democracy and go, eh, constitutional no, republic. we're a constitutional republic. Why is that important to say constitutional republic? Because we live under a system of laws and we elect representatives to make those laws for us. Um, we've got democratic processes, no doubt about it, but we're a constitutional republic. It's not about what's happening today, because we're actually kind of living like a democracy. Everybody's putting their finger up in the air, and whatever the polls say, that's what we're going to often do. That's not the way we're designed to operate. And I'd also go off and ask them, what are the, what are the five freedoms guaranteed under that First Amendment? And, and so most people, like you're saying, I mean, they go, oh, we've got one freedom. It's freedom of religion, or they'll remember freedom of speech. And they they won't remember the idea of freedom of assembly. They won't remember the idea of freedom of the press or freedom to redress grievances, which, frankly, that's one of the ones that are most important with what's going on with this election fraud right now, is that people are being shut down for saying, hey, I'm crying foul on this election fraud. I have a grievance to dress with my elected officials, and they're saying, talk to the hand right now. And that's, that's scary, and that's because of what you point out. It is this poor civics knowledge. And, I'll, you know, before I got engaged in office, I was one of those folks. I I was just going through with and what time is the game on mode, right? And uh, and real slowly realized that my country is disappearing. And I had the uh, fortune of, during my aerospace engineering careers, I, I'd be over behind the, uh, the Iron Curtain. I'd be out there working in the Soviet Union with the Russian Space Agency on the International Space Station. That's what I used to work on. And uh, I'd, I'd be at conferences out in uh, East Germany before the wall came down, before they were unified. And I know what it's like to live under uh, communism. And we don't want to go there. And, no. and some of the most passionate people about saying don't go there, like Maria Rutenberg out in California, um, they know what it's like to live under the system we're headed down right now, and they ain't buying into it. So we got to wake up right now. We got to stand up right now before there's nobody left standing with us. Well, and and what you're saying is is so important for people to. It, it, if if there was something that I would tell people to understand, right, it's that there still is a ruling class when you have communist society. There's just less yeah. opportunity for everyone else. And so the people that right. are pushing the communism are saying, hey, this is the only way that I'm going to have a substantial uh, uh, place in this power struggle, right, of, of people that rule over everyone else, 
right? But the people that have been in communist, I've been in many communist nations, right? Understand that, and somebody was talking about the, you know, that the, if you go to Russia and the old, older people in Russia that were a part of the communist museum look down. They just constantly look down. They don't try to maintain eye contact, stay off everybody's radar. And then you have the young people in Russia that, that recognize are not living under that same oppressive regime. You could, you could argue that it's still as oppressive or, or somewhat as oppressive, but so is the United States if you look at it from that perspective. But yeah. you have these young people that are rising up and that are looking people boldly in the eyes and having courage. Flip it over on the United States side, you have people in our society that are looking down. The kids are like, I can't say anything. They're afraid to be oppressed. They're walking themselves into this trap. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Two masks, three masks, right? Because yeah. one's not enough, obviously. While driving. Yeah. Yeah. By, By themselves. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have this complete alignment. Let's talk a little bit about what's happening with uh, Dominion. They, they obviously sent you a letter. When did they send you that yeah. letter? They sent it to me on Good Friday <laughs> because, yeah. you know, the whole media cycles work. They wanted to work it so that all Easter, everything else. I, I didn't open it up until I opened up my email on uh, Saturday and, and actually and saw my phone. I got a phone call from the Detroit News saying, hey, how would you like to respond? And those are always fun little fun little messages here. Well, I didn't respond to anybody until Sunday and then we and Monday we went out and put out our own little press release. And if you want to find out what I said in that and what the Dominion folks said, you can go to my website at exposeelectionfraud.com. I put that up yesterday to try to get the information out. And the bottom line is it's a it's a bully letter. And uh, um, they're trying to suppress those civil rights we were talking about early, earlier, the freedom of speech, freedom to redress grievances. And I would submit in their in their letter that they sent out because they claimed I made a million bucks from talking about election fraud, which is um, about as uh, um, a big of a lie as you could possibly think of, considering my wife and I have made around, oh, I think it's uh, from the website we've been talking, that we've been pushing, which our primary source of income, about $15,000 over nine months. And they claimed that I made a million dollars by going off and talking election fraud. No, my wife and I are headed straight into the poorhouse by pushing this election fraud stuff right now. But I'll tell you, it's the right thing to do, and it's the truth, and we're not letting these guys get away with it. There is, this is not the typical election cycle between no. Republicans and Democrats. It's not between Trump and Biden. Right. It's between those who want to fundamentally transform America and those who want to fundamentally preserve America. And I'm solidly in the preservation side. I, I'd even go a step further and say this is about good versus evil. And, and when you see the vitriol that comes out um, when you speak out to the truth, and you see the fact that they're putting these uh, these uh, little love letters out from Dominion on Good Friday, and you understand why they're doing it over for what a, for a Christian is the, the holiest weekend of the entire year. Um, you understand the depths to which they think this way. Yeah, and what what's interesting is is that a private company that is in the purview of public interest, okay. Yeah. In other words, they serve public interest. They, they serve the highest level of integrity that we should have in our nation should be in our election system. It should be in the ability to vote and have the voice of the American people heard. And what they're right. saying is that you don't have a right to question them. You don't have yeah. a right to, to expose the fact that they're fraudulent, right? You don't have a right to tell us, we'll sue you into submission, 
And I think to myself, bring it. The American people have a right to hear the truth. The American people don't just have a right to, it's the obligation that we have to come forward and tell the truth. So Dominion comes out, this, and, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll interject this about Eric Coomer, right? Yeah. Uh, who I think is a total trash. If the, the things that I'm learning, the more things that I'm learning every single day, the people that are coming forward, the things that are being said, you have ex-Dominion employees that are, are deathly afraid to speak out, by the way. Deathly afraid. They're like, you know, we signed all of these non-disclosure agreements. They, you know, they, but we're hearing about all sorts of things where they're like, finally, a couple of them are like, okay, I don't even care anymore. They're a bunch of liars. They lie. And the people that they employ inside their company have a bend towards an ideology that is anti-American. And so when I exposed Eric Coomer, he did the same thing. Like they, get, they sent you a letter on Good Friday wanting because they're, the, the, these are faithless, godless people, by the way. I just want you to know that. They, they don't believe in God. Their, their God is money. Their God is how do, we, how do we create and prop up this government power, right? And, and they'll threaten you with everything. We're coming for you. We're going to, you know, and, and then when we stand well, up. Look at the name Dominion, right? <laughs> yeah, to rule over. Dominion means to rule over, right? And it, it's not a mistake. But on two days before Christmas is when they actually served me. Uh, Eric Coomer served me, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and he acted as if it was going to influence my, my Christmas. And it bothers yep. them that it didn't. Like I, I, I know. It's like yeah. the end of the Grinch who stole Christmas, you know, it came without packages. Yeah. It came without. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I say to myself, you are not going to influence my faith. You're not going to take away my joy. You're not going to take away my ability to, to worship God. You're not going to, you're not going to be able to stop me from doing that. Now, all you're yeah. going to do is you're going to entrench me. And I think that's what's happened to you is you're just entrenched. You're like, you know what? Do whatever you <laughs> want. Right. You, you're, you're, and they lie. And then they say, oh, no, 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 that right-wing conspiracy theorist. That's, that's what you are, yeah. Patrick. You're a right-wing conspiracy theorist. And, and you look around and you go, what? 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 Yeah. While well, they lie. You know when they start calling you names, you've won the intellectual right. argument, right? Right. I mean, right. That's, that's, that's actually, I've learned to actually approach this after eight years in public service and then two years uh, outside of uh, public office when when they go down to the name calling uh, uh, tactic, you know that you've won the argument. Yeah, well, what's, what's unfortunate is we find ourselves in this place, this, this really, really strange place where we know we're gonna win. I mean, Patrick, you, yeah. know, you know you're gonna win. Absolutely. Right? I mean, yeah. having a conversation with Mike Lindell and uh, you know, he goes, look, I'm just gonna double down. What, what are you gonna do? You're gonna, I'm gonna have to spend more money? Okay, I'll spend more money. Now what? Well, no, we're Mike gonna, we're... is the real deal. I, I was in his uh, first documentary, Absolute Proof, and we had a chance to meet with him and spend a lot of time with him. And he's one of those guys that's all in for the right reason to cross the board on it. And it's so refreshing to see when you see somebody like that. Um, that's another story in and of itself on getting called out. And the, uh, the day before, I, I didn't know Mike from Adam. And he... Uh, um, gives me a call and says, Hey, I'd like you to be in this movie and, uh, and, uh, have my plane come up and pick you up the next day. And I go, I, I don't know you. I what plane to where, where are we going? What's going on yeah. here? And, uh, I actually called a few friends of mine cause we were going to be doing stops to pick up folks like Jovan Pulitzer and Dr. Shiva and, and Garland Favorito and a few other folks. And I go, you know, if, if I were playing on the bad team, I would want to go off and pull all these people up into one airplane and then do a rerun of Bye yeah. Bye American Pie. And, right. and I'm so, 
And so I'm going, uh, let me check into this. And I have some friends that are pretty good connections with General Flynn and uh, General McInerney. And they, um, they said, no, 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 this is a real deal. So I got in and I'll tell you, it was a little bit of a trust walk for my wife and I, but it was uh, there. It's good to see other people like yourself standing up and, and taking it on the chin for the future of America. You, you know, it, it, the, the one thing that I can say, though, Patrick, and I don't know if you've run into this. Now, Mike's not this way. He wants to bring everybody together. But there are yeah. people in this fight that have some relevant information that are trying to silo themselves independently that don't play yeah. well with others. And I just wonder, I, I say to myself, why? Like, why, why are we dealing with this independence when, when the strength is having really strong people come together and say the same thing, do the same thing, you know, have, have alignment? And and you and again, I'm not going to say who they are. You probably know who they yeah. are, same way I do. No, I, um, yeah. or, or they'll call me and say, "Hey, don't talk to this person. That that information is not 100% accurate. Don't talk to this person." Yeah. Uh, or you know, there's a part of there's five minutes inside of the Mike Lindell's video that's not accurate. Um, so the whole thing was throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I go, "How do you know? know?" Right. Well. I checked into a lot of that data myself, by the way, and just so you know, and I, there's a transcription error in one part of it that I've been told. Um, but uh, I went off and instead of going off and blasting people, I actually yeah. asked for the pedigree myself and pursued it. And and sure enough, I, we're getting more and more confident on that. So, guys, it's uh, and the, the, the second one they put out was scientific proof. I mean. How can you argue that it's so spot on for the data in Ohio and Pennsylvania? That's clear indicator. I mean, just for you guys who haven't seen it yet, I mean, maybe let's frame that a little bit. You want to spend a second on yeah. why that scientific proof is so important? Because it goes beyond that ballot discussion we were talking about and shows why it's so important to go beyond just the ballots into the whole chain of custody discussion. Because, And here's a quick summary of the way I talk about chain of custody. Um, in a criminal case, if you break the chain of custody around specific evidence, that case is thrown out by any responsible judge, right? Right. Um, well, in an election, if you can't maintain chain of custody around key artifacts in an election, that election should be thrown out and hit the reset button. The key artifacts in chain of custody for an election are number one, the qualified voter file. That's the statewide voter registration database that each state has. Artifact number two in that link, or the, the second link in that chain of custody is the poll book. That's essentially a precinct specific extract of that qualified voter file. It's the document or electronic file that poll workers use to verify the identity of somebody who wants to go off and vote. Then you have the ballot, which is where everybody wants to focus the activity on, which is nice to a point. But there, and, and then there's the last part, which is the vote tally itself. So as Stalin once said, it's not he who votes that counts, it's he who counts the vote that counts. Right. That was my passion when I went into the TCS center. And because of my background around being a, a certified Microsoft a small business specialist, and I did cabling design on the space station, I know how to route network cables, right? So I wanted to find out how all these devices were connected. And that's where I zeroed in. And, and I'll tell you in Michigan, not one of those links was secured in this last election. And any one of them being broken breaks the integrity of the whole election. That's why that is so gosh, gosh darn important. Well, and but you can repeat these problems. Yeah. In every one of the states, this isn't. Yeah. And it's not. And and this is where you talk about Dominion specifically, and they sent you this 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 cease and desist, right? Yeah. If you look behind you, and everyone tells you you have a tail, right? 
and you look back there and you're like, nope, I don't have a tail. But everyone says they see a tail. and they see, Then you have to at some point say you have a tail. There's a tail there, right? Yeah. And Dominion in every single state is facing these anomalies. Dominion yeah. is facing in every, one, every single one of these states is facing a, a listen, we, we have, we, we, even the system, there are parts of the securing the election that we could fix that are outside the machine. Yeah. But the reality of it is, if you can't fix the election inside the machine, then whoever controls the machine controls the election. The other stuff Amen. becomes white noise. So, and, I, and even if you don't buy into any of the election fraud stuff, right? Just say, okay, I, I don't think any of that stuff happened. You have to take a step back if you're intellectually honest and say, well, then why can't, why aren't they more transparent about what happened then? If they got nothing to hide, yeah. why can't we get into the boxes? Why can't we get into the hardware to examine it? Why can't we see the ballots? Like what, you're talking why, about? why are the contracts written in such a way that the only people that can get into the system are Dominion? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they say that it's because of IP, intellectual property. Intellectual property yeah. does not trump the voice of the American people. You don't get to say, trust me. Right. Right. And, and well, they did that multiple times when I was asking questions on the floor of the TCS Center in Detroit. Trust me. Yeah. But, uh, I don't. And, and but we have to become more bold. We have to build an army that when it comes to and I'm going to tell you, if you want to solve the problem, you build yeah. an army of people that that are poll watchers that work in there. That, that recognize election integrity, that are willing to scream and yell and not be removed, right? Absolutely. Not be removed. In That's other words, what when they, they do, right? And, yeah. and that is what has to happen. You either have integrity or they want to bring in, hey, leave, we have a leaky faucet. Uh-uh, I'm not leaving. No, I'm not leaving. I'll get a cot. I'll stay right here. You, you right. want to say that there's a water main break in Georgia? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. G give me a mop. I'll, start, I'll yeah. start doing it, but I'm not leaving. We have to be right. willing to do that in an army because that's what they've done that's what the psl and the and the antifa and all yeah. of these uh blm you know break down the constructs of of minority communities and now we're getting a different subject and this is where max would go stop squirreling over there <laughs> <laughs> but but the re we have to get to yeah, a place here don't worry about yeah, it yeah yeah <laughs> and we're not on youtube yeah so, but we have got yeah, to get so to a place where where we are willing to have courage. And that is something that we just fundamentally are just not willing to make that personal sacrifice. And so for you to make that personal sacrifice, for me to make a personal sacrifice, people are like, oh, you know, Joe, I, I appreciate what you do. That's kind of dumb that you would give up being CEO of your company and walk away from all the things you have to, to pursue this. And I would go, no, it's not. You'll thank me later, right? Yeah. Well, you know what's at the crux of it, I think? is that on the uh, progressive side of the equation, they're committed to this because they're committed to a big state. That's how they get yeah. by in life. 100%. They get by with a big government that, that takes care of them. They don't have to show any anything except for loyalty to the big state. For us, you know, we want as little to do with big government as possible, right? We don't want them in our knickers. So the whole idea of getting engaged and making it a domineering part of our life is antithetical to many of us. We don't want to deal with the government. I mean, right. I'm dealing with lawyers now. I never want to deal with lawyers. <laughs> I like to just go off and create things. I'm an engineer at heart. That's the kind of stuff that I really like to go off and do. Um, but uh, that's, I think, the challenge. They, they're they geared up 24 seven, 365 days a year with an army. We spin up maybe a couple months before the election to say, hey guys, we've got an election coming up. We got to go off and make sure we get good candidates in there. And well, so and, we need more of a constancy of purpose. And their fear 
is that we are we are never ever ever going to take our eyes off the ball again. Their fear is is that we are going to be up and running 365 days a year. We are going to yeah. organize and bring people together. Uh, one of the things that I'm trying to do is at the end of April, we're trying to get all of these uh, people that are influencers or that are working on things related to uh, preserving what we have as a nation. We're going to get them all in Denver, Colorado. 150 of them are going to say, listen, guys, we're going to stop this thing where we are out talking about ourselves. And if you want to do that, great. But we have to have a constant, repetitive, true message, true north. Right. And can we yeah. all get on the same page for that? And then how do we make sure that no, no one's left behind? In other words, we, we have an organization that, you know, uh, you know, we gave uh, a little bit of money to somebody else that's getting sued by um, Dominion. And I was like, listen, I, I'm going to send them a check. And then I started making phone calls to other people that I knew held big war chests. And I go, what are you doing? I shamed them. <laughs> I was like, you Good. need to give some money to. Matt DiPerno, you need to give some money to these guys, yeah. right? Stop holding yeah. on to this chest and start doing things to actually affect the change that you want to see happen. And let's stop on that one for just a second because you brought up Matt DiPerno. And I'll tell you, this guy has been doing yeoman's work out with Antrim County and the yeah. effort that's there. There's a reason why we only have one place in the whole country where we were successful at getting images of the discs of the right. equipment in, in, uh, uh, for, for some of these Dominion systems. And that's because of his efforts. It's a, the, not just him, though. It's Bill Bailey, who was a citizen that brought the lawsuit in the first place, and a whole group of patriots around there, like my friend Trucker Andy Bishop. All these guys, it was a community effort to go up and get this moved across the finish line. There's a lot of drama happening in Antrim County right now, too, that we might be able to get into a little bit later. But uh, I'll tell you, what they did in Antrim County is going to unpeel this election across the country. Because the stuff that we're discovering inside Antrim County and through that one court case where we finally got the opportunity yep. to do discovery, to issue subpoenas, um, that's going to unpeel not only Antrim County, it's going to unpeel the election in Michigan. And because we see these same things like you were talking about earlier, evident in the other states as well, it's going to unpeel this election across the board. 100%. And, and from, from my perspective, there is no statute of limitations on this election fraud. There are cool warranto provisions in many state laws that say, hey, you know, once you discover the fraud, you can go off and press the charge for saying, okay, time to show me the proof that you got elected in a high integrity manner. And if you can't, then you're out of here and we got to hit the rebut, uh, reset button for the election. Yeah, and I don't think that people understand that that's actually a real thing. They go, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Yes, there is something to do about it. We, and that comes yeah. back to the power of no. We got to get to yes. the point where we're like, no, we're not, we're, we're not going to tolerate this. Well, what are you going to do about it? We're going to throw you out. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to throw you out. We're going to get tens of thousands of people to show up. And they're like, oh, we'll call in the National Guard. For what? Because you, weren't, you were fraudulently elected? Nah, nah. See, yeah. we have this thing called the Constitution. People wonder why you, you still have a smile on your face. And the reason why you have a smile yeah. on your face is because you know the truth does prevail. It takes a while to get there sometimes. Exactly. And it's not easy. You know, it's just like John 16, 33. In this world, you will have troubles. And we're going yes. through some troubles right now. Yeah. But we know how this ends. Yeah. And, and, and it's, so. funny, it's funny you bring up, you bring up uh, the biblical word, right? I, people ask all the time, right? What makes you keep going? So I'm going to ask you that question. What makes you keep going? What? And, and it's lonely sometimes, right? It, it is. Um, well, I tell you, every what same thing got me through eight years in the Michigan Senate, um, and because uh, I was 
pretty much the only conservative voice at times on different topics. And and it can get pretty lonely, especially the same people you go to Bible study with are are some of the folks opposing you. So it's a it, it really is getting in God's word and humbling yourself every single day. It's it's called daily bread for a reason. And God's word yeah. sustains me and and it's fresh in in uh he speaks fresh to me every single day for what I need for that particular day. And I've got a, I'm blessed with an awesome wife that we pray throughout the day together on key decisions. And that's the key. It's like, you got to understand that you need to serve something bigger than yourself. And a lot of folks, when they're worried about, you know, putting their arms around their vast cash reserves that they have and everything right now, they're worried about trying to protect what they have. They're, they're in silo mode, if you will. And uh, it's it's not for the faint of heart, you know, especially for for Christians to start living in this daily bread mode where you're completely dependent on God to take you from day one to day two to day three. But I'll tell you, there, once you're in that mode, and you realize that God's never, ever, ever, ever let me down. It's it gives you that bold confidence that it's like whatever the world throws at you, you can take it. And uh, and you're not doing it alone. And, and it's I tell you, it's a really rewarding feeling. Yeah. So, so tell me, uh, Dominion told you to preserve. So I got a letter too. I got my, I got my yeah. Christmas card list, uh, letter from them back in December saying, Hey, yeah. preserve everything. Well, I actually got one in December. I just didn't know it until, um, they told me that they had sent me one in April. <laughs> and, and then they, uh, yes, yeah, so I got one then I did respond. I'm wondering if I actually got another one. If they sent you one, maybe they sent me one as well. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't see it yet. Um, yeah. But when they sent it to me, they said preserve. And I was like, no problem. I am all about preserving. I'll preserve everything. I would love Absolutely. to preserve it. And if you think you're going to actually, um, if you think you're going to intimidate me, you're not. You're not. Yeah. And I'm and I'm not. I, I, I have zero fear in what Dominion can do to me. But they act Absolutely. like they can just push down. They can bully you. And this is what the left does. They're just a bunch of bullies. Right. Yeah. Well, I outgrew that in junior high. I was one of those kids that always got good grades and played the trombone. So it's yeah. kind of pretty much I had a perpetual kick me sign on the back of my head. Yeah. So I, I, I learned at the end of that, that uh, the way that I stopped it eventually was just turning around with some of these bullies and just popping them in the nose. And all of a sudden I never had any problem again. Um, every once in a while we got to take a stand and I'm not advocating violence for all the folks that are out there, but I'm telling you, you do have to stand up for yourself and you have to stand up for your rights. Like we were talking about before, if uh, John Jay once said that every, every citizen ought to diligently read and study our constitution, because if you don't, uh, you're not going to know what your rights are and you're not gonna be able to defend them when they're being infringed upon. Right. That's part of, that's part of that standing up that everybody needs to take as a first step right now. Yeah, and I think that from a legal standpoint, I'm going to talk about the ju judiciary because this is one of the things that I've been talking to my attorneys about. The attorneys, yeah. the, our attorneys on my side against Dominion and others, um, because we are actually pushing out another lawsuit against them. We're actually going to go on the offensive and say, no, we're going to, you, you've yep. caused us a lot of damage. You've caused us a lot of, you caused me a lot of pain, my family a lot of pain. Um, so we're coming after you. We're now, we're coming after you. But my lawyer yeah. said, Joe, the, here's the issue that we have. So uh, Eric Coomer uh, filed a, a lawsuit against me for defamation and obviously Trump and Giuliani and everyone else. Um, but he filed it in Denver. So he shopped the most blue environment that he could. Now, none of us are in Denver County. He did it in, yeah. in Colorado and Denver County. And so we filed, filed a motion for a change of venue. 
and the judge denied it. Well, we, we did that because we wanted to see if we were dealing with an activist or a judge, right? And, and this is the problem with our judiciary is it's compromised. Yeah. It's compromised yeah. by activists that say that they're actually for the rule of law. And the rule of law states very simply, it's not where you can hear the defamation, right? That's not even a court case. It's where did the, who has jurisdictional limits? Otherwise you could just go to, you know, podunk, uh, we, we could shop it across the country and say, oh, they heard it in, and stop at the U.S. border. Let's go over to Canada. Yeah, why not? We'll have it there. Yeah. What? Actually, let's just go to the U.K. <laughs> because they actually will throw you in prison for speaking truth. Right. It's actually yeah. happening yeah. there. Tommy Robinson. Yeah. So, so we we have we have a problem with activism inside of our judiciary. So it's compromised. We know that our judiciary is compromised. We know based on the Supreme Court uh, saying that the case was mute was moot. Um, and Clarence Thomas saying, how in the world did you have this case before the inauguration? And yet you didn't hear it. You, p you put it past it. And now you say it's moot because, you know, the, the inauguration's already happened. He goes, we were yeah. setting a dangerous precedent. And for Clarence Thomas to actually stand up, you know, the symbol of, of equality, right, and opportunity from a black man. Is, is a, it, it's a pretty big deal. And he's the one, is the voice of reason. Well, you have others right. like... Um, John Roberts that are saying, hey, listen, we just they're, they're out there protesting on the street. We just can't actually do the right thing. I mean, just think about that. Think about what what it would take inside of our judiciary. So those are the things that my lawyers are like, Joe, listen, it's going to be a hard fight. You're going to be fighting this. Are you are you prepared for it? And I go, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. And I'm going to call oh, yeah. the judge who he is. Right. I'm going to do the things that are necessary. Right. And I'm going to be bold and I'm going to be truthful just like I have been through this entire deal, and then I'll let God take care of the rest. Absolutely. I, uh, I mean, you're focused on the judiciary, and I know I'm going to have to get focused on that pretty quick, pretty soon, it sounds like, as well. But I, I tell you, my, my biggest concern, my number one priority is regaining access to comms or communication ways. And, you know, and I, what happens in a coup, and I believe that this last election was a coup, it wasn't an election, it was a selection, um, is that the first thing that they do is they take this is right out of the cia playbook right they go after your radio stations and tv stations they control the narrative yeah and that's exactly what's happening in america whether it's via big tech and these so-called fact checkers which ha, i'm telling you i've i've gotten fact checks that i've gone off and drilled down into and things that i was a first-hand witness to yeah. Um, and they say that it was false and that, that I know for a fact actually did occur because I actually saw it myself. Um, you know that the ministry of truth is alive and well. So for me, I mean, that's why podcasts like this are so important. We need the ability to go off and communicate with one another and share the truth. And it's no coincidence that these lawsuits against you, myself, President Trump, et cetera, are all coming out to go off and suppress that fundamental First Amendment right to free speech. They want to control the airways. And they have. I mean, Operation Mockingbird started in 1996, I think, where they basically yeah. sent out communication through their spider web of, of uh, uh, and I think it was discovered in 2008 or 2009. Someone actually put all the pieces together and had one, I don't know if you ever saw that, but one message that I've was being repeated. That. Yeah, and the, the problem with us is that we don't think the way they do. Right? I know. We don't think the way they do. Right. We don't, don't think with an evil to. mind. Right. right. I and know. 
But time and time again, and I know this is an uncomfortable thing to say, and I'm gonna say it because I say it on this podcast all the time, we're dealing with pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. We're dealing with exactly what they say they're fighting against, that's what they are. And so unless we get to the point where we're saying the left are liars and we start boycotting and boycotting, buying things from people that actually support us and boycotting things that, that don't, right? That are, that are fundamentally against our way of life, that are evil, let's just call it what it is, good, evil, right? Without, by the way, becoming the very thing we say we're fighting against. So we had to be really careful walking that line not to become yeah. them, right? It's easy to become bitter when you get attack after attack without reason, without basis or anything like that. It's easy. It's really easy to get bitter. And you can't let that happen. You, you, you can't harden your heart. It's really difficult. But the, the idea that we don't think like them is, uh, is key because... I went off when I was in the legislature in the Michigan Senate and I was I was uh, put on the committee for elections. I I went off and I diagrammed out every single election process. And this is back in the 2016 time frame. And I tried to map it all out. and I understood it. And whenever you talk to a clerk, they'd say, hey, we got the most secure process ever. Just execute this and everything's fine. And I'm going, OK, that's fine. So flash forward to the 2020 election cycle. And they said, listen, we got the most secure elections ever. Everything was was we all these conservative uh, clerks throughout the state said, no, you don't need to see anything. We, we executed everything. We have a high integrity election. And it harked me back to a time when I was working as an aerospace engineer with Boeing on space station. I was responsible for the design of the environmental control and life support system or certain subsystems within it. And I would go to these things called the preliminary design review and critical design review. And I, I would be pretty proud of the design that I put together and I'd sit there and go, you know, this is this is going to work great. The astronauts are going to love it. It's easy to use. It's uh, going to control the atmosphere exactly the way they need it control. Until I started talking to the safety and reliability people, and they started poking holes into it and said, well, what happens if this happens? What happens if this happens? What happens if this happens? And all of a sudden, I wasn't feeling too comfortable about my design. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they, they had some. But you had to go fix design. it. Exactly, exactly. But because we went through that process, we knew how to fix it. And right now we got a bunch of legislators proposing election reforms without knowing what's even wrong or without even admitting what is actually wrong. And that is dangerous. Um, so in Michigan, we've got 39 bills coming out of the Michigan Senate. You know, most of them are cosmetic. Um, they're not doing anything. None of them are addressing electronic voting systems, for example, zero. Um, some of them are promoting early voting, which is nothing but an expanded opportunity for curve smoothing coming out of out of uh, CIDL. <laughs> so with their decorator algorithm. So, I mean, a lot of this stuff they don't get. But this gets down to the point of if you actually you do have to think about what could go wrong. And that's actually one of the things I'm working on right now. I'm going to be putting all this along and some other information on my website. It's called letsfixstuff.org. You can see all the evidence in Michigan up there. I posted it. But what I'm working on right now is actually a, uh, building on the process map I did that was success oriented in the Senate. And now I'm extrapolating that to include all the different pathways for when things go wrong. How can it be circumvented? And if you see evidence of something in red on this process flow diagram, you know you have election fraud and you know that uh, you've got a, a, a concern where you got to go back and do some detailed forensic audits and identify exactly what happened. That's what we need to start thinking of, and I'm glad you brought that up. We got to start thinking a little bit like the bad guys, and then start plugging all these holes that they're creating in our system. And, and the, you said something. You said where well, nobody's talking about the electronic voting systems. We are we are a very slim window where we have to. That's the attack. 
The attack is yeah. get rid of the electronic voting systems, all of them. And what Dominion is saying is we have a right to be there. You don't have a right to criticize us. We're going to come after you, right? Yeah. Because you're trying to yeah. stop us from operating inside the election system. And I go, yeah, because yeah. it's fraudulent and you're right. fraudulent and you're trying to hide the holes that you have in your system. And you're trying to yeah. tell us that it's the safest thing out there when it's not, right? I, I had a meeting, Patrick, this is actually interesting because you talked about the algorithm inside of CIDL, which is a totally different issue, right? Yeah. But it exists and it's a black box. And yeah. you actually can't because of how much information goes through it, it's hard to decipher it and go back to the precinct level and actually make sure that you can validate all the data because it pushes it all together, right? And then they could change one part of it, which is go from county to precinct, then that information yeah. disappears. It's, it's crazy how many holes are in the system, right? But I had a conversation with one of the election. He was a, a county clerk. And he goes, Joe, I go, there's two adjudication processes, right? He goes, well, this is where everyone loses you, Joe, and you don't understand. And I go, okay, so there's an adjudication on signature, that that adjudication process is whether or not that signature is right. And he goes, well, we don't use the word adjudication. And I'm like, so what? Are you, are you not looking at whether or not that's a real signature? He goes, yes. Right. I was like, and if you actually say that that's not really a signature of the person that's actually asked for the ballot, then you have the ability to send it up to get re-verified. He goes, yes. And I was like, so you're kind of adjudicating the signature. And he goes, yes. He says, but you don't understand. What? Because it's not an adjudication process. Do you want me to go look it up in the dictionary? I can go grab it for you. I can actually, <laughs> I can marry this up. And he goes, okay, so... I go, so there's two places by which there's verification that happens. Is that right? One's yeah. on intent and one's on the signature. And he goes, yes. And I was like, okay, so I do know what I'm talking about. He goes, well, you understand that part. But they're, they, they hang their hat on uh, using their terminology, right? I know. And then I know. when I go down and I'm like, look, I put all of them together. I put all the pieces together. I layered them on top of each other. And here are all the holes that you have. Remember the outline in red. Here's the holes that you have in the system. And I, I yep. put out this, this format and I'm like, this is because I took all the, the dominions and all the states that I could get a hold of. I compressed them over each other. And I'm like, this is the con. There's a, there's a massive big con happening in the election machines. Sorry, sorry, no take backs. That's what's really happening, right? You have to be foolish not to and see it. It's not just dominion. It's no, not it's not. Just e S Smartmatic, yep. Dominion, Right. We have a problem with Diabold, uh, but they've been talking about this for a decade. Right. But now they have the little cons going on with the big cons and see, then they have little cons that are actually not true. They have things that yeah, they purposely put out there. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. and then we buy into it. Like I see if that's not true, then obviously this stuff, they just don't understand. Yeah. It, right. Just like, yep. Yep. I, uh, and I, uh, which reminds me, when we're all said and done with this podcast, I got to send you over the first draft of those process maps to go through, because I think you'll probably have a few more insights. And I was, I, I went off and mapped it out so that I could map all the different pieces of evidence we have to different instances of that fraud and make it clear for legislators and others that are considering this to say, oh, okay, sorry, I think I was wrong. I, now I see the, the ding, 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 the light bulb goes off. I see the actual fraud now. So, um, but we got to sit down and go over that. Well, I'm, I will make time for it for sure. And uh, also, that if there's any way we can actually come together collectively, um, I know that you know I've been dealing with a few things here, obviously the lawsuit and then not being the CEO <laughs> of my own company. That, that's been kind of fun. Uh, um, yeah. 
And thank it, you for doing that. I know it's not easy. I, I told my wife, I was like, ramen noodles taste pretty good. I'm just kidding. They're, they're not ramen noodles. I throw a little <laughs> well, bit of chicken in there. There we go. But but I but I, I I want you to just take the the I want you to have the last word. We're up against the last hour, and obviously, uh, um, I want you to take just a little bit of time and talk to our listeners, and talk to them about. Um, you know, where you are, like, what, what is it that you, that you're doing currently? What do you see in the future? How are you? Uh, you I did put your website on all the different, uh, uh, all the different places that we're in. Um, so that people can actually support you, but where are you right now? Like, what are you doing right now? Well, right now, uh, we're fighting back on this dominion love letter. Um, I'm working on that process map we're talking about. And I just want to point out to everybody that's listening that that let's fix stuff.org site that was intended to be kind of a generic government policy site, kind of an engineer's spin on how to go off and fix different problems in government, like how to fix the roads without increasing taxes, how to address health care and push free market solutions that actually lower the cost of care, all that kind of stuff. It's been a lot on election fraud, of course, over the last few months. And uh, there's a lot of good information on there that I encourage you to go look at. And uh, particularly if you're the, if you don't believe that there's anything, so, any such thing as election fraud, please go there, look at the data yourself instead of what these quote unquote fact checkers say. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously that exposeelectionfraud.com, if you wanna go off and help out on that site, we could definitely use your help on the legal defense side of the, of the equation. Um, but ultimately what I, I'm hoping everybody um, who's listening goes off and does is takes a cue from what you were talking about earlier, which is to re-engage in an appreciation for civics, understand what our rights are so you can be better off to go off and defend them. And once you get that solid foundation, I'm a big fan of wall builders. If you ever go to wallbuilders.com and Rick Green's got a great constitutional live course that is phenomenal. He's a former Texas state rep, former uh, Texas uh, Supreme Court candidate. Um, phenomenal speaker, a great guy, uh, and David Barton, the whole Barton family are great too. But they've got some great resources on the Constitution. Go off and, and reinvigorate on this. And remember, we got to be in this for the long haul. This isn't just pop up before the election and think everything's going to be fine. Uh, but the last thing that I want to get everybody focused on, if I could, is to, you got to realize that we're in the middle of one heck of a big psychological operation right now that's designed to get us depressed, to get us without hope, and I'm telling you, um, that's all part of their plan. And if you don't doubt me, go off and read the Molly Ball article from Time Magazine and that this global conspiracy to go off and suppress things and, and uh, suppress the information sharing that everybody has. They're, they're starving you of the information that will get you bold. So you got to go off and um, listen to, to uh, podcasts like the Conservative Daily Podcast. Go off and check out information sources that you trust across the board, get informed, get re-engaged. And when you, and then you become the light that gets to share that information with other people. And uh, uh, I'm telling you, when you do that, what I'm noticing in Michigan, cause I'm going all across the state talking about what we talked about here today. And um, there are a lot of people that understand that something was wrong and they want to go off and fix it. And this is not about Republicans and Democrats. When I first got engaged on selection fraud, one of my first leads as to what was really happening in this election fraud came from a Bernie Sanders Democrat. And if anybody understands the election fraud, it's a Bernie Sanders Democrat. I'm telling you, 
we need to be bold. We need to start unifying like you're talking about as Americans under some fundamental principles. And those fundamental principles are captured in those civics documents. So please don't be discouraged. That's exactly what they want you to do. Um, that's COVID was all part of that, that whole submission thing that they're trying to push out there. And I'm telling you, be bold. Um, and uh, God didn't make us to be bold or timid. He made us to be uh, full of power, love, and self-control. Go off and, and uh, be that light to other people. And uh, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to go off and uh, join you on this podcast. It was great being with you, Joe. It was great being with you as well, and I'm going to give you a call after. I'm not on the second hour, so I'll be calling you after the after the podcast, chat with you a little bit more. Um, I do want to thank you 100% for the sacrifices that you're make, making and have made. I also want to thank you for your service to the people of Michigan. I mean, I think it's so often that we forget about the that eight years that you served um, in the Michigan Senate. And the, yeah, yeah, the amount of work that you had to put in just to, to hold off some of this communist, socialist, um, ideologies that have crept through at, at the state level. So I want to thank you. And by the way, thank your wife. I want to thank your yeah. wife for just the, 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 the sacrifices that she's been willing to make beside you. I, I know very well what that feels like. And, yeah. and just let her know that, that many, many people appreciate all the things that she has done as well um, to support you and to support the election integrity efforts. So uh, thanks, John. And, and same with your family as well. And tell Max, I hope his headache has gone bye bye. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Well, God bless you, my friend. God bless and you. Knock on live. And uh, don't worry, we know how this story ends. We do. <laughs> we just don't know when it ends, but we have to stay. We have to stay diligent on the fight. All yeah, right. God, amen. All right. God bless you. So so that that I have to tell everyone, Pat. Uh, Patrick is one of those people that I've followed. Uh, I think he is very impressive. More importantly, that saying that I was talking about before, and that is people care up to the point of personal sacrifice. That's a real thing. So as we walk through this process of, you know, what are we really dealing with? Like, what, what are we dealing with? What are we willing to give up? What are we willing to sacrifice? Are we willing to stand next to somebody else? As Patrick d described it, another Bernie Sanders supporter that came through with information. Now everyone knows that Bernie Sanders knows exactly what election fraud looks like because two times, not one time, he lost the nomination based on them selecting, uh, not allowing the voice of even the Democrats to actually come through on who they wanted to be the nominee for president on the Democrat side. So we, we have just, uh, I, I'm not alone, right? Patrick's not alone. Mike Lindell's not alone. Matt DiPerno's not alone. But it does take all of us to start standing up next to them. This is the whole idea that when you stand on the hill, you know you're going to get shot. You know that you have a time limit. You were the, one of the first people to step out. You were one of the first people to put yourself in a position where you, you were forced. You were forced to stand up for something that was unpopular in some respects, very popular in other respects, and that was going to cause issue in society. It's gonna, it was gonna cause you to have massive amounts of personal sacrifice. My dad once told me, he says, you know, what's right is rarely popular and what's popular is rarely right. So we're gonna take a break, but before we do, before we do, this segment is brought to you by my pillow. You can save up to 66% with a code of CD21. Uh, please do support Mike Lindell, support my pillow. There's lots of great things you can get there, uh, but more importantly, um, we'll be back on the hour. We're going to take a quick break and come back. 
Um, but I want to thank you for listening in the first half. Hold tight. We'll be back. And Max will be back as well in the, in the second hour. God bless you. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call-to-action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top.